Alrighty, and welcome to Meeting in the Middle. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Creer, joined by my wonderful co-host, James Scott. Hello, hello. Alrighty, so today we're going to be talking about an interesting article that kind of came up within the last few days, um, right here in the good old U.S. of A. So in Ohio, there's a high school to, that's going to eliminate valedictorian honors um, over mental health concerns. Um, basically, the basic outline of the article um, at this high school, they had a weighted GPA, which what that means in the United States is when you take advanced placement classes, it can up your GPA past a 4.0. So a lot of people were trying to up their GPA um, to these extreme amounts in order to become valedictorian. It kind of worked the same way at my school. Um, our GPA wasn't weighted, but it was based off of the fact on whether you took more AP classes or not. Um, so a lot of these students were going above and beyond um, to take overly hard classes to get the best grades so that they could have the honor of valedictorian and salutedictorian. Um, this Ohio high school cited that over research um, in the past year, they decided that it would be within the best interest of the students for their mental wellness um, mm -hmm. to get rid of these honors. People can still graduate within the high school with high honors um, or honors, but no one is being given the title of valedictorian or salutedictorian, which are the designated top students of each class. Mm. I, wonder, I wonder what that does. What does that do? You know what I mean? What does that change? The honor? Or, or, or the... Just getting, getting rid of the, like the, the nominal. You know what I mean? Getting rid of the title itself. What does that even change? It kind of changes the... Yeah, I mean, that's the does whole... It, does it change much? Because you're still going to have students that strive for excellence regardless. Exactly. So when you still like apply for jobs and you're still applying for like higher tier, so to say, mm -hmm. corporations, wherever it may be, or but, just university, or just in just universities, yeah. they're still going to look at it and see that it's like, hey, mate, this, this is a four point whatever. Or well, because obviously, obviously, because so the the other thing that they did is they capped the GPA, so they capped right, it at they five. Capped it at five. Um, but still, like, I think that there's a big difference between someone who has a four point oh with several advanced placement classes uh -huh. versus someone who has a 4.0 and they took gym eight times. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that there's a major difference there. Yeah. But I think the main thing that I was getting out of this was, so A, I mean, that was a really good point that you made initially. Like, it doesn't really change much. Uh -huh. You're just taking away the reward system. You take away the title. You know what I mean? Which, just to kind of gain some perspective, I mean, if I was a really competitive student, mm -hmm. which in high school I was. I mean, I did graduate with a 4.0 in high school. Mm. Uh, academics were very important to me growing up, and they mm. still are to this day. I still do very well in school. Yeah. Um, I just, I think I would consider transferring from the school. Because <laughs> if I was competing to be a valedictorian, and it's like, oh, at the school I don't even get the chance to be valedictorian. Mm. Because... Mm they took it away. I mean, doesn't that just make your student body less competitive comparatively to the rest of the state? Yeah, and which is also interesting because having a hierarchy is naturally healthy. It's naturally healthy to have a hierarchy in societies. It Again, and a hierarchy is based off competitiveness. Merit, right? A merit, yeah. exactly. It's a meritocracy, whatever you say. Yeah. And when you take that away... It just brings down everyone's drive mm -hmm. to not do as well. Why? You know what I mean? When the reward system is taken away, when the hierarchy is taken away, then you have a bunch of people who are just content with, with you know, the rudimentaries, with nothing. Mm -hmm. Or 
Yeah, no, I mean, I guess to add kind of a counter perspective to the situation, because I did have an interesting situation in high school mm-hmm. where a lot of the scholarships given from the district um, were given to people who had personal connections to people within the school district. Yeah. So even though that I graduated um, tied at the top of my class, mm-hmm. I didn't receive a lot of the same benefits as some people who even graduated, graduated lower than me, but because they had connections to the district they got these very fancy scholarships for multi-thousand dollars. But at the same time, um, the performance that I did have in high school, I mean, I'm in no student debt right now to go, to, to go get my bachelor's degree at Utah Valley University. So I feel like that competitive nature is not only natural, but it forced me to work harder. It mm-hmm. forced me to become more interested in my academic career. Um, and I don't feel like I've been scarred because of that i don't i don't cry myself to sleep at night because i had to study a little bit harder than everybody else but i think that was the not only that but a public school in utah wasn't that hard i mean it's not like it was extremely difficult Mm -hmm. but at the same time comparatively i did study more than my counterparts and i did work harder than my counterparts and i was rewarded because of that um now, obviously, like I mentioned earlier, there are flaws in the systems where, you know, maybe nepotism or things like that come into play. Um, but I am happy that I was able to be competitive as a student and that I made that one of my goals. But I think one of the main things that this brings up is, although that there are certain com- competitive aspects in society that are bad, mm-hmm. I feel like one of the narratives that be- that's being told now is that all competition is bad. Yeah, and I feel like that that could be a major downfall. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Well, that with the, in regards to the article, I kind of talk about the downfall is that the the mental ramifications, mm-hmm. the mental you know uh, disorders that come yeah, from mental wellness. Yeah, the right? mental wellness mm-hmm. as a whole of people who strive for this excellence, who strive to be a valedictorian, mm-hmm. the, the repercussions from that, and that's something that is innately healthy. Again, it is very good for someone to go through trialing things and hardship. To be stressed. To be stressed. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Though it may not seem good, it may not feel good, you build character, you come out better at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying, now, if somebody, like, you know, really wants to be valedictorian, mm-hmm. and then, like, halfway through the middle of the year, they're like, I want to, like, kill myself. Yeah. then, yeah, that's a little different. Yeah. I think that that's a little different. Mm. But the fact that, like, if you wake up and you're like, I'm really anxious about this big test that I have to take, that's natural. Mm. Because you're being tested mm. on what you know, and that induces anxiousness. Mm. I mean, I, I still get anxious about tests to this day. Yeah. I get anxious about things. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that I should just quit. That doesn't mean that I should completely get rid of the test. Well, the test makes me feel bad, and it makes me feel anxious, so we shouldn't have tests. No, that's not how life works. And I think one of the things that I was talking to you earlier about is I feel like that when we create this narrative that all competitiveness is bad and that we need to get rid of competitive attitudes and competitory um, events and things like that, it's not preparing you for what life is actually like. Because as someone who, over this last summer, applied for a lot of different jobs, it's all based off of competition. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. It's all based off of whether you're the best. And I think that that ties directly back into the students not having the opportunity to be valedictorian or salutedictorian. It would really suck if you were the best student at this Ohio high school and then you don't get to put your valedictorian on your resume because uh, we didn't want to make other people feel bad. Mm. But it's like, but I'm the best. Uh I was the best one. I worked the hardest. Ah, well, we don't want people to feel bad about school. Mm. Yeah, again, you you breed a bunch of pansies. (laughs) It's like giving every kid, like, say if I go to to a 100-meter sprint, you're doing the every trophy. And I'm doing, yeah, doing yeah. the every trophy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, give this kid a participation. But instead of giving you a participation, they give me the heckin' gold medal. And they give everyone the gold medal. And then you're just like, well, the gold medal's kind of lost its meaning now, hasn't it? Yeah. So I don't want to try anymore. See, because I've always thought, like, it, I'd always thought it was nice that, like, in younger athletics, I feel like everyone should feel like they've accomplished something, you know, and, and I don't disagree with giving everybody at the end of the year, like a trophy or a medal, but I think if like, you, but you shouldn't get, you shouldn't be given merit for something you don't do. Exactly. Right. And so I think that, I mean, it would, right. Like you said, it would be wrong to give everybody a first place medal. Mm-hmm. Right. It would be, I think that would be morally <laughs> damaging yeah, because accurate. if you actually took first, yeah in the 100 meter sprint and then you see everyone else has a first place medal it's like oh so i was i worked the hardest and i was the best but i guess that doesn't mean anything because the fact of the matter in life is not everybody gets to be the boss right so um for example in working in journalism for a long time not everybody in the newsroom is editor-in-chief mm-hmm. and editors-in-chief are hired on merit, right? Who here is the most qualified to be in charge of the newsroom? And the fact of the matter is, is not everybody gets to be editor-in-chief. Mm-hmm. It's just the way life works. Yeah, and absolutely. And what I find almost amusing about this article is you can change the semantics of whatever you want, but you can never, you'll never change the disposition that humans have inside a hierarchy to be above one another in social status or whatever it may be. Humans innately strive to be a counterpart, or if not better, than, than there are others around them. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, if you try and take away semantics of the meanings of the words and try and take away these titles, you won't actually do anything to the actual hierarchy itself. Mm-hmm. Students are still going to perform the same to be above their peers. Yeah. Just like in sports. You'll see it all the time. As if you're going to see kids, just because you take away, again, the, the title, mm-hmm. you're not going to take away the kids that drive to sh- like prove themselves in front of their peers. Yeah. And it just won't do anything. It literally won't do anything. Oh, it's a, again, it's nominal. It has no deeper meaning. Mm-hmm. All it is is to please, or just like appease people from the outside on a very superficial level. Yeah. And I don't think it reaches much further than that. Yeah. And I mean, to give credit mm. to the valedictorian at my high school, he worked harder than the rest of us who were competing mm. for it. I can honestly say that the valedictorian at our high school worked the hardest and took the hardest class schedule out of all of us. Mm-hmm. And he was valedictorian. Mm-hmm. And I'm not upset about that because I can look at it from the perspective of being someone who didn't win mm. and be like, yeah, he worked harder than I did. 
And well, then what, what effect has that on you? Do you think, you know, I want to give up? No, I... it's to the extent of basically what I think when people do something like that, mm. it makes it realistic that if someone else can do that, then I can do then that. Then you can do that. And, exactly. that's the, and that's the beauty of competition. And again, mm-hmm. having titles and placing people in certain categories mm-hmm. because it gives you something to strive for. Yeah. And us as humans, we love the next thing. We love the, you know, the grass is green on the other side mm-hmm. kind of concept where it's, we want more and more. We're never really satisfied with the minimum. And I, you know, I see that throughout my life all the time. It's hard for me to be, you know, I reach a point and then be, okay, I'm good now. Yeah. And then stop. No, because you, you want to keep on progressing. It's natural for us to want to progress more and more and reach the potential, get the most out of life. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And I, th- I think that people who want to be successful set them up to find success. Yeah. And I think that that's the major difference between those who find success and those who don't. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that there, there are different circumstances all over the board on why certain people are successful and why others aren't. Mm. But a lot of it does boil down to when you were given the opportunity to either exceed or to learn more in what you were trying to be good at, did you take that opportunity and did you actually work and try to make the most out of those opportunities? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I always compare it to is people at um, our university that I meet who they're journalism majors, but they don't work at the student newspaper. Mm. And you kind of look at them like, what's your plan? Mm. You know, like, like you, yeah, why aren't you doing everything? You think you that you're going to graduate with a journalism degree but have no journalism experience and you're just going to go and get a job? Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, it would be like the same example of if when um, the editor-in-chief job opened up at the newspaper, if somebody who didn't work at the newspaper applied and they didn't get the job, and the reasoning was, well, you don't work at the newspaper. You can't be upset about that. No. You can't be upset. You, you've done less. Yeah, you have done less. Your, your, your input must equal the outcome. Exactly. In, in every aspect. So if I put in minimum input, then I should get minimum output. Mm-hmm. And it's always functioned the same. Yeah. When has that ever been different? Yeah. Again, but obviously people are trying to make it different mm-hmm. in superficial and kind of just facial values. But... Yeah, again, going back to what you're saying, it's it's always boiled down to you put in more, you get out more. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can ever take that out of society. No, it's a, it's a concept that will ring true. Yeah, well, yeah, it will ring true for the whole it's just a conventional wisdom kind of thing. I mean, it's yeah, just, it's just I don't know why it would ever change. It just makes sense. It. Right? it makes sense. <laughs> See, um, going back to the the headline of the article where they cite mental wellness, yeah. because I totally. And I think we talked about this last time. I I do think that something that I appreciate um, that a lot of people from the left are pointing out is that there are people who are mentally unwell in our society um, and that we need to care more about how people feel. I agree with that. At the same time, to cite mental wellness to take away these two titles, I think, is disingenuous. Because I think that if you have to cite, well, it's making people sad. It's making people anxious and upset. You know what? Sometimes striving 
to be something, and we talked about this earlier, forces you to feel those ways. Because I will be honest, there were moments, because um, one of my goals graduating high school is I'm like, I want to graduate with a 4.0. It was hard, and it was stressful. And I did get very anxious before final grades were put out by the end of the year. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, what if I don't get it? Yeah. What if I don't get it? Now, if I wouldn't have got it, would the world have ended? No. no. And if you thought it was ending, then maybe there's something else that's a problem. Yeah, and exactly. And if I would have thought the world was ending, you maybe then need... maybe I need to go and, and talk to somebody about why I feel that way. Well, you put yourself in check, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's people's reactions, how they utterly react to things mm-hmm. overtly, can be very indicative of how they've grown up, you know? If you become if you come from a background that's very non disciplinary, you you have a majority of kids who come out of those environments and they will act like they're being robbed when they don't see the desired results because they've never been taught mm-hmm. that principle of sometimes you lose and sometimes you win. Yeah. And sometimes life is really hard. And sometimes you're gonna lose more than you win. And that's that's a harsh reality, Throughout right? A period of that's time. the actuality of life. Mm-hmm. but you can go back to the background if kids aren't taught that at a younger age or for they're growing up and they're expected these things then yeah you might have some mental health issues there yeah you're like you're creating them you know what I mean you're practically making it in, uh, well yeah, it's like if them. it's like if when final grades came out and I did get an A minus if I would have gone now I think that there's a difference between if you get an A minus and it's unjust right like well, if sure. you had can go a, down to the yeah, I mean the fairness of everything exactly. Like if you break it down to semantics, yes, mm-hmm. there are some instances where people get screwed over, yeah. and that's not okay. But I'm talking about maybe you failed the test at the end of the year. It, it forces you to get an A minus. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go in to the administration and say this is unfair. And I and when they announce that I'm not valedictorian because that happens. I'm not going to be like, this isn't fair. Because guess what? The other kid in my class who is valedictorian didn't fail the test. Yeah. Black and white. And whether it's luck, whether it's he studied harder, whether God likes him a little bit uh. more, I don't know what the situation is, uh. but he was fortunate enough to not fail the test, mm-hmm. and he gets to be valedictorian. So and guess what? Move it on. Sometimes you just have to be like, okay. Okay. And there are even instances in my life where I do feel like I've been screwed over. And at the same time, at the end of it all, I've been like, well, do you know what? I guess that just means there must be another opportunity somewhere. Yeah. There must be another opportunity that I need to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that attitude has actually helped me out a lot personally. Because I have had instances where I have not gotten jobs that I wanted. Or have not gotten put in positions that I've wanted. And been like, man, I really thought that I had that. Or I think that this is unfair. But always, every single time, I've told myself, well, that must mean that there must be an opportunity for you to find somewhere. And sometimes that doesn't immediately happen. Sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes years and years. But I have had definite instances in my life where I've been like, do you know what? It actually is nice that that didn't work out because then I was given this opportunity and it turned out to be really nice. And sometimes you're the kid on the other side who's the one who's lucked out, you know? Yeah. It it works. It's just. Oh, there's totally situations in my life where I've been like, Oh, I was not the most. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And yeah. then you'd be grateful for that. You don't see me going out complaining when that happens. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I agree. But the main problem we're seeing today and in this article 
is the subversion of institutions. When we have a certain group of people who now feel that they're being robbed or feel that they're being unjustly done by the school system, mm-hmm. in this case. Yeah. And they try and subvert the system by undermining it and changing it to fit their, you know, their wants or their supposed needs. Mm-hmm. And the more we do that and the more we see that, we, we talked about censorship last time. Mm-hmm. It's going back to the same problem we talked about people trying to change religious institutions to fit their own, uh, what do you call it? Ideology. Yeah, ideologies or inclinations. Mm-hmm. And what you see, we're seeing the same thing. It just, it just doesn't work. No. And it's, it's never going to <laughs> work. But we can try, we can change it with a, like a, the facial value. We can try mm-hmm. all we want. But deep, deep down, it, it really won't do anything. It's a waste of time. Well, and, and I think that obviously that there are certain things within society, within institutions that need change, right? Yeah. And that comes as a result of student voice. Mm-hmm. However, you can't tell me that the majority of these students at this high school were like... Uh, being a student and having these titles is just so stressful that we shouldn't do it anymore. Mm. It had to have been like four or five parents Mm -hmm. who their kid didn't get to be valedictorian. So they're like, well, this is unfair. And I can understand. Like if your child has a mental breakdown because they don't get valedictorian, I understand that that can be really hard and it can be really stressful. But at the same time, it's an opportunity to learn a life lesson, just like we were talking about earlier, that sometimes you don't win. No, and that's you and it's suck it better that on. they learn that now than later on. Than like twenty years later, yeah. or when they get out of college, right? So they graduate from this high school where they don't have valedictorian, and then they get into college because obviously, if you're competing for valedictorian, right, you've got to be a pretty decent student, right? So they're probably going to graduate with high honors, and then you get to college, and you, you do well in college, and you do well with your grades. And then it comes time to be in the workforce and all of a sudden people who have worked harder than you are now getting jobs that you want. They're not just going to get rid of the jobs now. They're not going to get rid of the job like they got rid of valedictorian. No. But again, it's like, it's the participation trophy. We call it participation trophy like satisfier, Mm -hmm. pacifier. Yeah. Where it's like, we tell them this, we give them this in hopes to appease like this superficial level mm-hmm. of, you know, uh, conflict that they're having inside it. But it really won't do anything. At the end of the day, people in corporations are still going to employ the people who have the most merit. Of course. Every time. And if you don't, then what the heck are you doing inside your business? It makes no sense to do otherwise. No. There's no... Yeah, I just don't see, again, the, the diametrics of employing someone who has worse merit than the person who has better merit. Mm-hmm. That's not to say there's not employment options for those who have lesser merit, you know? And, but again, it won't do anything by changing titles, the nominals. It's just, again, it's like a titular thing. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. It's just one of those things, too, where you look at it from an outside perspective with this thing where I read this article. They're getting rid of valedictorian and salutedictorian. And my first initial thought is, there better be a good reason, right? Because when institutions get rid of policies and things that are harmful, that are actually harmful, mm. and then I read the results and I'm like, oh, well, that makes sense, yeah. right? Okay, that's good that they got rid of it. That makes a lot of sense or they changed it. 
And you know what? Maybe in this situation, maybe uh, they change the system and how they choose the valedictorian. Maybe it isn't that you take the most AP classes or, you know, maybe they look more at service, you know, how, if you've done service or whatever. At the same time, doing a weighted graded system is a pretty good way of seeing how intense of a class schedule you're mm -hmm. taking. Yeah. Because a 5-0 is a lot different than a 4-0. Yeah. Because you can get a 4-0 taking uh, intro to ceramics and, like, maybe you're a TA for two periods. Yeah. And you can make that pretty quick. then yeah. you go to LDS seminary. Mm -hmm. um, Come on, bro. And then somebody with a 5-0 is taking, like, oh, AP World History, maybe AP Calculus, yeah, stats, AP Biology. you know. You know, stuff that, by the way, like is actually preparing them for college, mm -hmm. right? I think that's another aspect of valedictorian and salutatorian that's important is those are the people that if I see a valedictorian, I'm like, oh, they could go to college right now and knock mm -hmm. it out of the park, mm -hmm. right? Which I think most high school graduates could go to college and do fairly well. I, I haven't found college to be extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. um, however, college is competitive. Mm -hmm. It is a competitive thing. Mm -hmm. um, Let's mention it's a healthy thing. Yeah, I don't. It's not a bad thing. Now, over competitiveness. Yeah. Right. If that's completely your drive, then yeah, you might. Have then yeah, it might be unhealthy. Yeah. However, yeah, at the same right. time, there have been plenty of unhealthy competitive people throughout history mm -hmm. who have done great things because they've been unhealthy. And there's unhealthy. a lot of unhealthy, uncompetitive people out there too who do freaking jack all. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> who just who sit for nothing. And, and and everything's too hard. And everything's too hard. They complain. Life's unfair. And that's what you have the extremes. Obviously, we're talking the extremes mm -hmm. here. Yeah. But there's an interesting concept. It's like scientifically backed. So it's not really a theory anymore. But it's the warrior versus the warrior. And hopefully my accent. Can you distinct? Warrior. Warrior. And versus. Warrior. Oh, what is it? Warrior. Yeah, that sounds right. Right. You gotta say warrior. Okay. And the difference is, you have a fifty percent chance of becoming either one of these, like part of your biological makeup. The warrior versus the warrior. The warrior. Oh, okay. Person with a sword, person who worries all the time. Okay. Yes. There we go. I there figured it out. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you have the warrior who, again, when you are competing, okay. the prefrontal cortex is in act here. And that has to do with your critical thinking, your, your learning, and your planning is when you're going through a competitive stage. Mm -hmm. That's what's being used. Yeah. Um, and someone who's a warrior will actually have very high amounts of dopamine. And what that does is it causes more stress. Mm. And that's definitely me. I, that's, I'm one of those people. I hate competing. Yeah. But then again, I've acclimated myself, which you can do then, and they talk about this, mm -hmm. that as a warrior, you acclimate yourself to those feelings of the dopamine to a point where you can adjust those stress levels to a normal level. Yeah. And someone who's a warrior um, has lower levels of this dopamine in their prefrontal cortex. And they need more of it. Mm. They need more. So what, obviously that makes sense. If they want more of this dopamine, where do they go to get that dopamine? They compete more. So they're more competitive to yeah. reach those levels. Mm -hmm. So then they're, they're surpassing, you know what I mean? They compete more and more to get this dopamine to reach a yeah. level of a warrior, you kind of thing. So, no, and I, I completely agree with that. Like yeah. the example I always use is whenever I take finals mm -hmm. at the end of like my first round of finals, which usually the way that my finals are set up, I usually take finals one day and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. 
But at the end of that last final, I have the worst migraine that I <laughs> yeah. have the entire year. Because you're just stressed. And bro. it's because you're so stressed yeah. and you're so just like, oh, like I just got to get this done and get it yeah. out of the way. But the thing is, how I respond to being stressed is like, makes well, I better be prepared. Yep. Because this test is going to go a lot better if I, at least I'm prepared. Mm-hmm. I don't react in the way of, oh, I don't feel well, and I feel sick, and I feel anxious and nervous, so I'm not going to study. Let's abrogate the whole system. Let's bring everything down. And <laughs> Well, because here's the thing. We all feel that way. Oh, exactly. All of us feel that Again, way. Again, those, those two things. You're mm-hmm. still dealing with both the yeah. same emotions. In I just and... decide to respond to that with, well, I better do really well. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing. You also have to mentally train yourself mm-hmm. that at the end of it all, you have to be willing to say, and if it doesn't go well, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And that takes some mental training. It takes- I've had to do that my whole life. I still have to do that to this day. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, even to this day, when I don't get something that I think that I've worked for. It's hard to swallow. It's really hard because you're like, well, this is, you know, you, you get upset. you mm-hmm. get, But the response to that shouldn't be, well, life's unfair. I shouldn't try. And we need to get rid of titles and positions because guess what? They're always going to exist. Mm-hmm. It's a sad fact of life. Yeah. If life were to be able that everybody got to be the most successful and got to be in charge and made the most money. Well, there's no meaning anymore. You know, what I mean? it takes away the meaning. Yeah. Of all those things. Now, do I think that uh, life would be better if that's not the way that it functioned? Probably. I think that if we all got to live in peace and everyone, nice. you know, it'd be really nice. However, at the same time, it's unrealistic. That's not yeah. the way life's going to work. Yeah. You're always going to have people that, because they have more merit and experience, mm-hmm. they will be put in charge. Yeah, and Joe Rogan talks about this. He says that freedom breeds like the intrinsic value of freedom breeds inequality of outcome, which makes a lot of sense mm. because you have your choices. And people who choose to be valedictorians and work extremely hard, again, dealing with the mental stress that comes mm-hmm. with that, which you can deal with yeah, and assimilate, they will have a better outcome. Yeah. Because that's freedom. You, get, you choose. You choose what you want and you choose how to become. Mm-hmm. And the same people who choose that they would rather go and complain to authorities or complain to the board about the unjust doings of like the institution itself mm-hmm. you, you'll reap those rewards you know what i mean yeah you kind of reap what you sow mm-hmm. so it just takes me back to in high school we had this um this history teacher that was notoriously difficult and every single time you'd get out of one of his tests or you had to write an essay uh, people would always be like, because I remember that after we wrote the first essay in class, you'd come into class, you'd have the whole class period to write the essay on the prompt, you'd turn it in. Mm-hmm. I remember the essay prompt got put on the board. I remember thinking to myself, uh, I'm not prepared for this. And I did my best, and I turned it in, and I ended up doing fairly poorly. I didn't do, I didn't do extremely bad, but I didn't do well. Yeah. And I remember what my motivation was after that was, well, the next time I'm going to go and I'm going to be prepared. And I remember we got out of the essay the second time and the prompt was put up on the board and I said, I can do that. And I did and I wrote an essay and we got our grades back. And I remember we were all comparing scores and I got something like along the lines of 99 out of 100, you know, Mm -hmm. something along those lines. And I remember being really happy. And something that I heard consistently throughout high school 
from people that I knew, even people that I had like difficult classes with, mm. uh, career, you know, career over here, he's just smart. Mm-hmm. He's just smart. Yeah. Which to give credit to my parents and my genetics, I was born and I think I do have a pretty good head on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that I've been blessed with. Yeah. However, I worked harder than the rest of you. Mm-hmm. And I remembered wanting to say that to all these people who were like, these tests are just impossible and career. He's just smart over here. It's like, no, last night mm-hmm. I read every single chapter mm-hmm. and I highlighted it. And I remembered the important parts, and I remembered the cause and effects. Yeah. And I really studied hard for this. Mm. So, no, it's not just that I'm smart. It's that I worked harder than you did. Exactly. Uh, and, again, perfect point. It comes. And guess what? I came to class, and I was more stressed than the rest of you, and I was more tired than the mm-hmm. rest of you because I stayed up last night uh-huh. and really worked hard yep. to get this done. And that's one of the things that I just I think is important as I think back to – being competitive, right? Should that competitiveness drive me to be surly and mean Mm -hmm. and, you know, trying to screw other people over so I can pull ahead? No. But what that competitive does drive me me to do is that I can leave that essay, finish it, put it down and say, I know I did a good job on that. Yeah, definitely. And I shouldn't then at the end see everyone else got 99 out of 100 too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the teacher's like, "Well, I didn't want anybody to feel bad." Because mm-hmm. <laughs> then I'm like, "Well, I'm glad well, I stayed up until three in the morning." Yeah, last well, night. exactly. What do you do next time? You probably don't study as hard, you know. I don't study at all. And then you you, you have like an incubator of hacking people. It's like or... when you have a professor in college, and you're like, you know, they're not going to read the papers. Yeah. I compare the professors that I know are going to read my papers <laughs> versus the ones where I'm like, they're not going to read this. Mm-hmm. I compare my quality of work. Yeah. It is night and day. Yeah. Complete night and day. <laughs> right, and that's sad, right? That we have people within higher education that wouldn't even read your paper. <laughs> but it's the this is the society we live in. So, well, I think we've about reached yeah, the well, thirty-minute point that we covered it. Keep this one a bit shorter and whatnot. Any final thoughts on competitive nature, academics? Um, no, I can only think of my own experiences. Yeah, and I think. I was a hecking bomb for school, and I did jack all all the way through my elementaries into my high school, mm-hmm. and that showed. Yeah, and it's not necessarily because my genetic makeup. I'm you know an idiot, <laughs> because like if we take the average IQ of Australia and America, we both sit at ninety nine. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so yeah, I feel like again, is it fair for me to go and rip the boards and say how dare you do this to me, because you didn't give me my give me the outcome that I deserved kind of thing mm-hmm. and I deserved crap grades yeah <laughs> you know what I mean and that's a that's reality of it and yeah like I pay that consequence and I make up for it now yeah but those people who who went through the mental stress like you mm-hmm. who went through that stress uh, mentally had to get used to it had to learn it how to learn how to handle those stresses and be able to test better and get better grades it, it it's just fair you know, yeah. and yeah. I have no place to say otherwise. Yeah, and that's how it should always remain. We should live off merit instead of living off the emotions, kind of thing. Yeah, so. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think for like just a common disclaimer with how I feel with this, right? Obviously, that there are people within society who deal with mental unwellness, and it's a serious thing. You have I the totally get that. Yeah. You have the However, 
I do want to make the claim in the statement that yes, having to compete academically stresses me out. Mm. It makes me stressed. Mm. However, that's just a common part of being competitive. Yeah, well, would you say you're glad? For all oh, of course. Yeah. Of and, course. And that's, I am, that's what's important, you know? I am overjoyed that I can say that I graduated high school with a 4.0. Yeah. Because it really does, I think, show mm. that I was willing to work hard. Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the other things that I think in finishing off the episode, a claim that a lot of people make, and I think a lot of people make this claim who, you, you know what, maybe are intellectual and intelligent, mm. but they always make the claim of, well, grades don't matter. Mm. And it's like, they do. Yeah. Because that that's the academic standard of how you're being judged on how you're doing academic. Oh, it's the admissions process, you know what I mean? That's, yeah. You, you function for admissions process all through your life. People check you yeah. through what you've done in your mm-hmm. life, your experience. Yeah. And that's how they, they judge you, you know? Yeah. And obviously, again, you can take the anomaly and say that there's certain cases where you can be a very mm-hmm. intellectual being and yeah. still succeed in life through mm-hmm. connections, whatever it may be. And right. And I'm not saying, right... Well, if you don't get good grades, you're not smart. That's not my argument. However, if you don't get good grades and you're intelligent, mm-hmm. maybe that's just a sign that you're kind of lazy. Well, yeah. And, and again, <laughs> with my case, yeah. I was playing RuneScape 14 hours every day. <laughs> Would I say I was you're out, some out RuneScape. there mining ore yeah. and carrying it on my back to my house? No. I was hacking and wasting my time, yeah. and I reaped what I sowed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't expect anyone to justify it for me, and I don't expect myself to ever justify it for yeah. me and go around and blame it on other people. Yeah. Because I'm fully aware that I was hacking lazy through that period of my life, and I deserve what I got, and now I just have to redo and kind of <laughs> start over <laughs> and be better. Well, now you're at Utah Valley University. Now you're at Utah Valley University. Yeah. Acceptance rate's hard, so <laughs> it's, show, it's credentialism. It's cred- yeah, but at the same time, like... I just always thought that that was such a funny mentality. Like, yeah. well, pff, grades don't grades don't prove how smart you are. No, they don't prove how smart you are, but I think that they prove how... There's a lot of factors that go into them. Well, I think it proves how hard you're willing to work. Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah, definitely. That's like if I went into a bodybuilding competition mm-hmm. and like, I don't know, maybe like somehow they test your cholesterol. Mm. My cholesterol is really high and I'm like, well, I'm not out of shape. I'm not out of shape, man. It's like, and like, yeah, you might have a like hereditary problem. Yeah, but, but they're like, yeah, your cholesterol is still high. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, man. It's not like you can go into the into BYU's admission office and be like, well, yeah, I got a 2.9 GPA, but like, mm-hmm. grades really determine how smart you are. Because you know what? The admission yeah. counselor is going to look at you and be like, well, in our opinion, it does. So, um, so you, you didn't get in. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, Definitely. well, awesome. I think we'll send you off another good episode, I feel like. Yeah, no, it's been um, fun. Please feel free to subscribe and share. Um, we'd also love to hear your opinions. So, if you want to contact us through the Anchor app, um, or at my email, andrewcareer@gmail.com, with any questions, thoughts, ideas. Um, we're willing to talk about anything on this podcast. Yeah, so awesome. um, from me and James, I guess we'll